welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Awesome. Hey, I don't know about you, but I love Christmas time. One of my favourite times of the year. I love the trees, the lights. Anyone seen good light shows this year? You have? Fantastic. Who's hoping to get lots of presents for Christmas? Excellent. Who's planning on eating lots of food this Christmas? Maybe eating lots of lollies or Christmas pudding or pavlovas or getting princess dolls or something or whatever that was all about. I don't know. But it really is an exciting time of year. Do you want to know what we did as a family last year at Christmas Day? You know, parents, when you get woken up really early by your kids, how many parents here have ever been woken up real early by their children on Christmas morning? And when I say morning, I'm not talking like, you know, seven o'clock. I'm not even talking like six o'clock. I can, I can live with, that's morning for me. But I'm talking about the ungodly morning of two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, saying, is that morning yet? No, go to sleep. Kind of morning. Have you ever had that? Well, what Kath and I did this year, we got our kids so tired before going to bed on Christmas Eve. And we set our alarm real early. So that we could beat our kids up. Not beat them up, but I mean beat them out of bed. (laughs) And so Christmas morning last year, Kath and I snuck up to the kids' bedroom. They all slept in the same room. They always wanted to be together wake each other up, realize something. This made it real easy for us. And I had Kath filming the whole thing. And at about, I don't know, some early ungodly time in the morning, we opened the door, flicked on the lights, and just jumped on our three kids while they were still in bed. There was hair everywhere. One thing we didn't factor into the equation was morning breath. Kids' morning breath, but we did get our revenge on our kids. And so we had a great Christmas last year. We felt a sense of satisfaction, (laughs) to say the least, to think that we got out of bed before our kids on Christmas morning. Not too many parents can boast a miracle like that. So it was a very exciting time. I love it. I love Christmas time. Having said all that, I can't help but feel that like some of the characters in this story, that when it comes to Christmas, we tend to miss the point a little bit as to what Christmas is truly all about. We make lots of excuses and we often dismiss the true reason for the season. It could be that we're too young. Got my whole life to live. I don't want to go to church. Could it be that we're too old? I haven't got much time left. I've got to get around Australia with the caravan. 
It could be that we don't want to part with our money. And after all, the church is always after your money. And excuse after excuse after excuse keeps us from the real reason of the season. I don't know what it is that you believe tonight. But whatever you believe, Christmas and the Christmas season has its origins in the birth of Christ. You see, the fact that Jesus Christ came is not in question. Two of the most celebrated days of the year revolve around the life of Christ. Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Christ. And Easter, we acknowledge the death of Christ. Even our dating method that is seen on our calendars revolves around his life. And I don't know about you, but you've got to be a pretty special person to have a holiday in your honour. We celebrate the Queen's birthday and we honour the Queen. At least some of us do, others just have the day off. (laughs) But Jesus has two days in the calendar year in his honour, which makes him a very special person. The question is, why is he so special? What makes this guy so special? How can a baby born some 2,000 years ago on the other side of the world stop traffic, close shops, cause families that don't even like each other to spend the whole day together? That's another miracle. And I believe it's because this was no ordinary child. This was no ordinary baby. This was no ordinary birth. The Bible says that God came to earth. In John 3 verse 16, it says, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. If I could summarise the Christian message to you in the simplest possible way I can, it would simply be that you matter to God. You matter to Him. God gave us the most precious gift of all, His Son. You see, Christmas is not so much about things, it's about people. And to me, this is what essentially separates religion from Christianity. Religion is about things, doing things to get to God, not doing things to get to God. Christianity is the reverse. Christianity is God coming to man. It's God coming to us without us doing one thing, without us trying hard, without us helping an old lady across the road, without us helping a cat out of a tree. Any cat lovers out there? I'm going to be on my best behaviour. But let me just say this, if you don't help a cat out of a tree, you won't go to hell for that. You might be rewarded in heaven. That's all I'm going to say. See, Christmas is not so much about things, but it's about people. Christianity is about a relationship with a person, and that person is Jesus. And what makes him so special is that he has the power to deal with three areas in our life. Firstly, with Christ in your life, it means that your past can be forgiven. In Romans chapter 3, it says that we've all sinned. 
and fallen short of the glory of God. Which simply means that none of us are perfect. Is there anyone perfect out there? Anyone brave enough to say, I'm perfect, I've never made a mistake. No, we've all made mistakes. None of us are perfect. Hey, let's be honest. We don't even measure up to our own standards, let alone God's standards. How many of you have let yourself down? Let alone let God down. None of us measure up. And it's not measuring up that causes depression and unhappiness and sickness. And because of all these things in our world today, people are trying to mask the pain that's associated with all these things. And so we live in a nation today where drinking is on the rise. Taking drugs is on the increase. Antidepressant tablets are on order more than ever before. People are either overeating or overworking or oversleeping. Depression is on the rise. Because people aren't measuring up to their own standard, let alone the holy standard of God. But Jesus came to bring a solution, and that solution is forgiveness. Forgiveness of our sins, forgiveness of our mistakes, forgiveness of the things that we've done wrong. God wants to forgive you. He wants to clear your conscience. And the great thing about God's forgiveness is it is instant, it's undeserved, and it is complete. Hebrews 12, sorry, 8 verse 12 says, For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. Here's the good news. What God forgets, you can forget. And you can move on. And we get on with the life that God intended us to live. What makes Jesus so special? It means that our past can be forgiven. Secondly, it means that our present can be managed. With depression, stress, and burnout all on the rise in this nation, it highlights one thing, that people aren't coping with life. And so we're having all these things just to mask the pain, as I've already said. And this is putting a massive strain in particular on relationships, in particular in marriages. The divorce rate is over 50% in this nation because of the strain associated with all these internal goings on. And the ones that are suffering are our kids. And Jesus came so that our present can be managed. That we can live right here, right now, with the power of God at our disposal. Christ came to give us power to manage our problems. He delivered us from sin that we can overcome our problems, that we don't have to be victims anymore. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ alone gives me. But this power only comes into effect when you are in a relationship with Him and when you continue to follow Him. See, when you put other things first and other people first, that peace can tend to leave. And it's when the peace leaves that we get into keeping up appearances mode. We're seeking the approval of people. And my fear is that this Christmas, some of us are going to buy presents with money we don't have on people we don't like just to receive approval. 
And the great thing about God is He loves us just the way we are. I think when Bruno Mars sang that song, I love you just the way you are, God's like, I've been trying to say that for years. He loves us just as we are. Before Jesus ever did a miracle, before Jesus ever spoke in the temple, before He ever did anything great, on His day of baptism, the Father said, this is my Son whom I love and I'm well pleased. His identity, acceptance and approval were seen before He did anything. I thank God for the upbringing I had and I know it's not common for many of us in this place. But you see, my dad is not proud of me because I'm leading a church today. My dad told me he loved me and that he was proud of me when I was a kid. When I was doing dumb, stupid things. He said, I love you. You know, when I was 12 years of age, I got caught shoplifting, which is not a wise thing to do. Took some, hub, uh, some bubble yum bubble gum. I'll never forget it. Never eaten the stuff since. It's put me off it forever. I was so distraught. And my dad came home from work. And don't you love dads? They're quite discerning. Dad knew something was not right. The moon and the stars were not aligning for the rainbow household that day. And he knew it. And he walked into the house. He said, what's going on? I'm like, why is it dad seemed to know everything? And my mum, who was with me when I got caught shoplifting, another dumb thing to do. <laughs> Looks at me. When my dad asked, what's going on? Mum says, tell him. Tell him. And with tears in my eyes, one, because I was sorry for what I'd done, two, because I was terrified for the belting I was about to get, I said, <laughs> stolen. And I'm already resuming the position as I'm saying it. <laughs> Maybe he'll offer me mercy and will go a little bit easier on me. But you know, he did something to me that changed the way I saw fatherhood. He looked at me and said, Tony, you should have been quicker. And as a 12-year-old boy, I knew that dad was not condoning shoplifting. I knew that he wasn't saying you should have been quicker so much as there's nothing you can do to make me not love you. There was something that happened in me that day where my eyes were open to what something of what unconditional love looks like. And if my dad who has fallen short of God's holiness and God's righteous standard can manufacture such love. How much more God? 
And so I'm not standing up here tonight before you all because I'm such a good boy. In actual fact, I've been a naughty, naughty boy at times. I've never smoked, I've never done drugs, I've, I've never got drunk, I've, I've never done those things, I've never gambled. Those things just haven't interested me. It's not that I'm so disciplined, they just never interested me. But I've done other things. And you've done other things. We're all made out of the same stuff. And in this world that is so full of judgment, prejudice, hatred, pride, arrogance, For me, the thing that gives me peace is knowing that there's a God that loves me unconditionally. And that strengthens me for the here and now. Because I don't have to keep up appearances. I don't have to buy presents that I can't afford for people I don't like just to be accepted by them. And with Christ in your life, that can be the same for you. What makes Christ special? With Christ, your past can be forgiven. Your present can be managed. And thirdly, your future can be guaranteed. In Hebrews chapter 2, it says, Jesus became like us to set free those that were slaves all their lives because of the fear of death. You know, the fear of death is a universal problem. Most people I know fear death. We're so afraid of dying, we've forgotten how to really live. And the thing I found to be true for me, as many have in this room, that in coming into a relationship with Christ, that fear of death can disappear because what takes place on the other side of death is no longer unknown. It's the unknown that brings the fear. But the Bible tells us that when we are with Christ and we leave this planet, it's to be present with Him. And we read in the Scriptures about this incredible place called heaven where there's no sickness and no poverty, no pain and no suffering. No pride and no slander and no jealousy. I don't know about you, but that sounds amazing. See, the amazing thing to me is that everyone thinks they're going to heaven. Which is quite funny for me because heaven's God's home. My question is not whether or not you're going to heaven. My question is, why would you want to go to God's house if you don't want to be with God now? Why would you want to go where God lives when you've done everything you can to ignore Him your whole life? Heaven is God's home. And it's a place for all of those that receive Christ. And God, in His love and mercy for humanity, has created another place for fallen angels called hell. And that's for all of those that don't want to be with God. So if you were to ask me, are you a church that says, I'm going to hell? No, we're not. We're not that church. The way I would answer that question is this. 
If heaven is God's home, do you want to be with God? And if you do want to be with God, then why not be with Him right here, right now? The choice is yours. We can't manipulate you. We can't turn the music up. Hang on. Can we turn the music up? I don't know. Can we actually do that and manipulate you and put you into a trance? It doesn't work like that. It's a free will. It's your choice. And it's my heart this Christmas that you'd make the greatest choice that you could ever make and receive the greatest gift you can ever receive. And what better time to do that than at Christmas. You see, people come to meetings like this for many different reasons. They come out of habit, tradition. They come because they've been invited by a friend or they feel it's the thing to do. Or maybe it's because there's a girl they like or a guy they like or whatever. Many different reasons. But regardless of why you think you are here, God brought you here to say to you that I have a gift for you this Christmas and to say that you matter to him. And so as we reflect upon what has been shared tonight, I'm going to ask the band to come up along with Jess and Beck and they're going to sing a song called Christmas Must Be Something More. And as they sing this song, I hope you enjoy it. I really do. And I hope you use this next three minutes or so to reflect upon where you are at in your relationship with God. Where you are at with your past. Where you are at with your present right here, right now. And where you are at with your future. For me as a Christian, I stand before you confident that my past sins have been forgiven. I can remind God of it. God said, what? What? Sorry, I can't. What? I don't remember those. I can live in peace right here, right now. I have a joy inside of me that is not induced by drugs, alcohol, I've not got tablets inside my body overcoming depression. I don't even need a can of mother. Or V or Red Bull. Because I have something far greater. And it's the life of God in me. And I have an absolute assurance, an absolute peace, and an absolute joy that my future is guaranteed. Not because I'm so good. Not because of what I've done or haven't done. But because of this precious gift that I received and that gift is Jesus. Take a listen. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen. God bless.